Off balance. What is going on, everybody? Welcome into another edition of Cheers from the Press Box. I'm your host, Brennan Tassif, joined as always by my great friend and co-host, Mr. Joe Dorville. What's up, Joe? What's going on, Brennan? Uh, it's uh, It was a weekend. Things yeah. happened. Uh, some teams I rooted for lost. One team I rooted for lost. and uh, Yes, they did. It's not fun to watch that game because I was with my brother and he's a Florida State fan. So. Oof. That was rough. We're going to get into it. Let everybody know, in case you are new to the show, we're going to do uh, the kickoff where we will talk about all the major topics happening and all the crazy sports where uh, do NFL. Of course, we'll touch on the NCAA, as Joe just alluded to. NBA is in full swing, so we're going to hit on that as well. Then we will get to the quick hits. Quick. quick. Uh, this week, we are going to be super quick because we just have the Fulham corner, which we have a lot to talk about or not a lot to talk about, if you know what I mean. Nope. Um, we're going to forego the walk-offs this week, and then we will end the show the same way we do every week with the press conference, where we will peddle our wares. But we're going to start this week the same way we do every week. Joe! Ready to return the opening kickoff. Perfect way to kick off. Here we go. Here we go. Joe, I don't really have the time on me by any chance. Do you happen to know what time it is? Uh, it's late. Uh, daylight savings throwing me off, but I think it is time for Game of the Week! Game of the Week! Time for game of the week, ladies and gentlemen. Lots to choose from this week. Five different games in the NFL came down to a walk-off field goal. But Joe and I, after much deliberation and going back and forth, kind of found an order for it. We can actually put all three of these games in game of the week. But we're going to start with the most fun that I had watching a game, which was Detroit at Los Angeles. Um. Detroit ends up winning that game. It was a barn burner back and forth. Just touchdown, touchdown, touchdown. As a Keenan Allen fantasy owner, I was very excited to see it. Joe he left the game for a bit and came back. Yeah, he did. Yeah. He had the little questionable, yeah. and then he came back and scored another fucking <laughs> touchdown. Let's go. 40 points from my man, Keenan Allen. Oh, Joe, uh, we're going to do it the same format we've been doing the last couple of weeks. Two questions for you. One, does the Detroit have the defense to get them far after uh, the Chargers put 39 on them? 39, 38. 38. Yeah. And then why do the Chargers always lose this game? All right. I'll start with the second question first. Um, it's just built into the DNA, it feels like. Uh, there's a stat. Oh, man, I can't remember the stat now. But it, it, it just illustrates like how they're constantly down and needing to score late in the fourth quarter. It's bizarro world. It's every day. It's Groundhog's Day for this team. Um, So that covers that. As far as does uh, Detroit have the defense to make a deep playoff run, you know, try to get to every team's aspirations, try to get to the Super Bowl. Um, I don't know because this is the second time they've let up 38. Uh, they did a couple weeks ago to the Ravens. This is uh, the second time they've given up 30. I mean, the third time they've given up 30. Uh, game two against the Seahawks, they gave up 37. Um, it is a dicey proposition 
to have to rely on Jared Goff to try to outpace somebody offensively. Um, if you're going to go blow for blow, I don't think you're going to, uh, once you face a team with a tougher defense. And the funny thing is the Chargers have a pretty – in games recent, they their defense looked formidable. <laughs> we we say it every year on paper, difference. this is a good defense. Yeah, like – they started off bad this season, then they looked good, and now they look then then they got torched for forty one. Um, but some of your teams like uh the Eagles, the Cowboys, the Niners, if you get to the AFC, if you get to the Super Bowl, the Kansas City, Baltimore, Baltimore only allowed you to have what, six points the first time the time you played them recently? So I don't think their defense will I think they need to improve defensively. Um, I don't know if it has to be schematic at this point because there's no more trade trade deadlines come and gone. Um, so they were to make a move, it would have had to have been then. So they had, they're going to have to find some solution. Last year in the second half of the year, their defense was better than it was in the first half. So if they could replicate that in some way, shape, or form, this was the first game after the bye. So you'd think they would be at a peak form playing a team coming off a Monday night game. Uh, so less days for them to practice after having an extra week of practice. But, um, yeah, no, it's a head scratcher. Yeah, it's really weird. Um, so a couple of things I want to throw out there. The Detroit Lions, I should have said this to, at the beginning, the Detroit Lions beat the Los Angeles Chargers 41 to 38. Uh, a couple of things I wanted to say. Uh, the Chargers, get this. So in that Miami game in the very beginning of the year, they actually had like the best offensive performance by DVOA and EPA in like the last 10 years, but lost the game. <laughs> it was that weird stat where it's like Herbert was like 75% completions, touchdowns, no picks, and they still lost the game. And he threw for like 300 plus, 350 plus yards, and they still lost, which is the first time in like the history of the NFL that happened. So another fun fact that I heard was that the Detroit Lions in this game had the third best. EPA per play of the entire season and the chargers had the fourth best. <laughs> so if the chargers would have played in any other scenario in any other game, this entire season, they would have won every single one except three. And one of the three was the one that they played on Sunday, which is an <laughs> insane, like just a statistical anomaly. Also, I think this season has been very low scoring. Uh, the unders have hit, I think, at like a rate of like 65% as mm-hmm. far as the games. Uh, we've seen some of these like vaunted offenses not have some of their days, but then we see it on the flip side. Like Dallas has one of the better offenses in the NFL, and the charge or the 49ers put what 42 on them. Yeah. Like we see this happen. Um, where games are just like topsy-turvy. And I say it all the time. It's the NFL. It comes down to three plays. Everyone gets paid. These are all the best players from all the best colleges in the country. So, like, there's no, like, quote-unquote, like, bad team. Like, when people say, like, oh, Alabama could beat so-and-so. Like, no, they couldn't. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, you're right. Like, it's a schematic thing with Detroit. Their back end, their secondary is not very good. Their line is fantastic, but to what – end like it's not the san francisco 49ers defensive line like they have hutchinson they have a few good players and i know what dan campbell's trying to do with that sorry i was say cj garner johnson he's out for the rest of the year yeah he's out for the year so yeah and i know what dan campbell was trying to do with that old school smash mouth like get a bunch of big brooding linebackers in here to like fuck people up but that's not how the nfl is played anymore 
Fred Warner is the best linebacker by far in the NFL. My man weighs 225 pounds. Like mm-hmm. it's not this big bruising NFL anymore. So I just don't think they've got the speed to keep up with some of these teams, as you could see with the amount of points yeah. that the Chargers put on them. The Chargers um, are moving on them, man. Dude. <laughs> That's why when we were talking about it, I was like, I want this game because I watched this game. It's funny because I watch Red Zone a lot to what we like get highlights from like all the different games at yeah. once. And I basically just watched this game. <laughs> That's a good point. Because <laughs> it was like so back and forth. All right, let's go. Um, was there anything else I wanted to say on this one? Um, Dan Campbell went for it on fourth a lot. Yeah, fourth I think and it was two. A four or five on in this game. Yeah, they went four or five on fourth down. Fourth and two was a yeah. I was just how you feel thing. about the fourth and two uh, to not give the ball back. So this was I was a little torn on this because it's like yeah you go for it like you're driving like you're getting eight yards every other play like of course you're going to go for it but at the same time I was like oh th- you're telling your defense you don't trust them by doing this. Or by not kicking the field goal, you're like, no, I don't, I don't think you guys are going to be able to stop them. Well, I mean, it's it's a little bit of both. Um, that's yeah, that's what I'm saying. Because I was saying because going for it is like going for it is also saying like if we don't get this, I do trust you to stop them and not give up a field goal. Because there's always two sides to it. Because there's the possibility that you don't get it, and then you have to yeah. rely on your defense to hold hold their ground. But um, man, I, I will say golf. Uh, I think it was to St. Brown because it felt like everything was the freaking St. Brown. Yeah. Um, the ball he threw on that third and fourteen to get to fourth and two oh, yeah. was amazing. Yeah. And then there was <laughs> there was that weird uh, sequence of events. I think it was in, late in the third or in the fourth quarter where the Chargers like got stuffed. Like Detroit's mm-hmm. defense was bent, but don't break. Like they stopped him on the goal line. Yeah. And then they got that weird pass interference call. And then they stopped him again three times on the goal line. And then they finally got it on the eighth play from like the one yard line. They finally scored. But it was it was a weird game. It was a weird game. But great job by uh shout out to David Montgomery coming back from that injury and having oh, yeah. an explosive game. Yeah. Played well. All right. Let's move it along. All right, next game of the week is going to be Cleveland at Baltimore. This game was a lot of fun uh, because a couple of things I want to uh, mention. Uh, Cleveland Browns end up winning 33-31 at Baltimore. Uh, Joe, first of all, we both at certain points of this game were like, oh, this is over. Uh, to quote Mighty Ducks 2. I literally thought this was over. It's <laughs> over, baby. Um, I'll get into some of the stats that I have uh, when it's my turn. But two questions for you, Joe. One, how can Baltimore keep doing this? And two, where does this position the Browns, not only in the AFC, but in the AFC North? Um, Full disclosure, I walked out of this game. Not out of it like I was at it, but I had it on the TV. And then I went to go do something as Gus Edwards was scoring a touchdown to make it 31-17. You were like, yeah, we're done. I was like, obviously, this is a wrap. Left, came back, and uh, the graphic flash in the middle of the Cowboys game saying that, oh, so many teams got upset today, including the Ravens against the Browns. And I was like, what? <laughs> I was like, what? Wait, 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 wait. I was like, there's no way. And to find out that 
uh, a touchdown, a pick six, and a field goal by Dustin Hopkins, and the whole game was flipped on its head um, with those three plays, those three scoring plays. So, man, I don't know how Baltimore keeps losing these games that they should not lose. I mean, this goes back to the Colts game earlier this year where there was an inexplicable non-call on a pass interference. Um, what was the other one they lost? Uh, they lost the one to Pittsburgh that they shouldn't have lost because everybody kept dropping passes and then Lamar the Colts, threw like two back-breaking the Steelers, yeah. So they, I, I think I heard, this is a stat I heard where uh, the Ravens have been up in the yep. fourth quarter. Yep. The And in every game and in all of history, whenever a team is like that, they are 10 and their record is 10 and 0. The Ravens have lost three games somehow, some way. Um, and I don't know what it is because you have, you have, they have the run game everybody expects them to have. They have the genius, uh, love everybody coach that everybody loves. So, they're def- they have one of the top defenses. They have one of the top offenses. Like, it's just random. Like, they do what I fear the Eagles do are going to do every week where, like, they let a team back in a game. And it's like, can you just end this, please? Just finish this, yeah. But they have slipped up in places where the Eagles have not. So it's just it's mind-boggling. Lamar had a – I mean, the fourth quarter was terrible. He just yeah. had a bad fourth quarter. Two picks, yeah. It's it's, it's insane. Um, yeah, I thought this game was over from Jump Street when Kyle Hamilton got that SWAT interception return, and it's like, oh wow, this. Is I know how you're this not a big be? draft guy, but he was one of my favorite players coming out of the oh, draft. Oh yeah, he came. The Jacks Notre Dame, stickers. right? Huh? Yeah, Notre Dame, the safety. Right? Yeah. I was like, the Jacks need a safety. Our, we got Andre Cisco a couple years ago from Syracuse. He's always hurt. Like, please take this guy. And he went to the Ravens, and now he's a fucking monster out there. You know. Yeah. Um, yeah, so fun fact in this game, Deshaun Watson started 0 of 5 with a pick six. I know. <laughs> and then in the second half was 14 of 14 for 134 yards and a touchdown. It it was insane how the and so we've talked about this before. It's interesting because of the final score. The these are the two best defenses in the NFL as yeah. of right now, according to uh I think every metric um, and the fact that it ended 33, 31 is no reflection of the defenses because the defenses scored some of those points. But I found it interesting because I don't want to root for Deshaun. I don't um, want good things to happen to him. <laughs> and that's well documented on the show. Yeah. Like I don't, when he started Oh, for five, I, that's when I texted you. So full disclosure, to listeners, I texted Joe and I go, Deshaun is just bad. Yeah. Like he's not a good quarterback anymore. And then, because like you said, the same was for me. I was like, oh, this game's over, man. Yeah. Like Lamar's out there running around. Zay Jones was like on fire. I was like, oh, this game is fucking Keaton over, Mitchell kid dude. can't be stopped apparently. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. I don't know if you saw the highlight or if you watched it in real time. But when he makes that cut yeah, and just yeah. sprints up the sideline. Insane. Like the coach is running with him. Like try, I'm like, this dude is so now, fast. Now, if only he could have caught that fade route yeah, that hit him that on the chest. That was an easy yeah. catch. Him and Zay Jones both left 14 points on the table. But uh, – mm-hmm. It was it was insane because Baltimore again, they were there and then they weren't. And it was like, what just happened? I it's so I'm so torn because I love this Cleveland team other than Deshaun Watson. Yeah. 
Harrison Bryant, who's in the intro to the fucking show, is there is one of their tight ends. Like it's, oh, wow. I really I, I like, I like this. Yeah, I like this defense. This I, I'm I love. still just taking you this long to mention that. Oh yeah, and he's in but, the league. I didn't know he was in the league. <laughs> I just oh, found yeah. a clip of a kid from FAU. Dude, whenever I get the new Madden, I fucking go out and trade for Harrison Bryant. Uh, but yeah, this this is weird because the AFC North is one of I'd say the second best division in all of football. Um, so the Browns are in a weird spot because I think right now they're leading <laughs> or they're one game behind the. What do you mean? I don't know if they have teams that we best all saw. behind the NFC I East. I don't know if they're the second best. Really? I guess if you're talking top to bottom, division. top to bottom is what I'm talking uh, about. Yeah, I would put yeah, I guess I on a neutral field. I would probably take the Ravens, the Browns, and the Bengals over a lot over a lot of other teams. Yeah, I'll give it to you. I'll give it to you. The only other one I'd say is, and for the NFC East, it's just the Eagles and the Cowboys. I would say the AFC East has slipped. Um, yeah, because the the Dolphins aren't what we I would thought. Say the Bills might not even make the playoffs. Be, if Rodgers was there, that team looks a little different. Yeah. Um, but I'm just saying right now, if you were in the playoffs and they were like, oh, you got to play the Bengals, the Ravens, or the Browns, I'd be like, gosh, man. shit. Jags, Texans, Colts. Well, we're going to get to that, actually. <laughs> Great setup. Here we go. I don't know. As Joe alluded to, uh, the last game of the week, because all three of these could have been game of the week, as we've already said, the uh, Houston Texans go into Cincinnati and stun the Bengals 30 to 27 on this is one of those last second field goal games. CJ Stroud, 356 yards, a touchdown and a pick. Um I don't so many questions about this game. The Texans were supposed to be garbage. And again, this goes back to what I fucking always say. And I already said twice in this episode, everyone said at the beginning of the year, the Texans are garbage, they're garbage, they're garbage. And now halfway through the season, everyone's like the Texans, they might win the AFC South. They already beat the Jags once the Texans. Here they come. CJ Stroud, phenom, phenomenal. He's the best. So Joe, I want to ask you. Yeah. (laughs) Phenomenal. Uh, just from the context of this game, who you got, Stroud or Burrow, moving forward? And who's got the brighter future? Because Cincinnati was this team, if you recall. They were down in the dumps. Then they got that first-round quarterback. Uh, Burrow was number one. Obviously, C.J. Stroud was number two. But you know what I mean, that top-tier quarterback as far as the draft position. And then they came out like gangbusters, made it to a Super Bowl. They're always in the playoff hunt. But that's been happening for a few years now and they're all getting a little older houston's just now getting into the swing of this so who's got the brighter future cincinnati or houston um i think houston has the brighter future because like you said the houston is honestly where cincinnati was and ahead of schedule um in the sense that burrow got hurt in that first year so it kind of stalled all the development until the next year and then Jamar Chase gets there and they get to the goddamn Super Bowl. Uh, CJ Stroud. Goddamn Super Bowl. CJ Stroud is, I mean, I think it's a little far fetched, but people are putting him in the MVP conversation right now. His uh, touchdown interception ratio is insane. And they are one dominant receiver away from kind of shifting everybody down in that uh, receiver room. 
and making them much better. Like if you don't have to make Tank Dell your number one or two, <laughs> instead he's your two or your three, and Noah Brown is your fourth receiver. And Nico, you Collins don't like Nico your, Collins up there? I would say Nico's your second receiver. I'm saying he's good, but yeah, all three no, of those guys saying. are young. I mean, besides Noah Brown, who's uh, a cowboy for a while, but Tank Dell and Noah Brown are young. Um, I know they got that other receiver. I can't remember his name right now, but they drafted him and then he got uh, diagnosed with cancer. Um, oh, yeah. And then it was like his first game back the other week. Yeah. Uh, this season was, he had one of his first games back. So, um, but if they could get somebody like, I mean, they're probably not, but if Hutchinson? they could. Hutchinson? No. Is it Xavier Hutchinson? I don't think so. Doesn't sound like the right person. All right. Now I got to dig. Um, but if they could have did a reuniting. Dell. That sounds like Tank Dell's real name. I know. <laughs> <laughs> um, if they could have brought back uh, John Meachie. Uh, okay. Alabama kid. Um, if they could have brought back DeAndre Hopkins or if they could have made a trade for uh, Devontae Adams, somebody like a premier number one, like, hey, put your focus on this guy, a jump ball receiver, a high point guy, um, and then you have all these speed guys filling out the roster. I think they're one player away from that. They're their Jamar Chase away from that. Um, yep. And this team could really pop because, I mean, the defense is playing well. Stingley finally came back. D'Amico Ryans is pushing all the right buttons. He's looking like a really promising young coach here. Um, in his first opportunity, man, it, it is interesting to see what they're doing. Um, I put a little clickbait on there with Stroud or Burrow. I think Burrow's extremely good, um, but you know how I feel, man. People keep trying to make him the best person, best quarterback in the goddamn world. Yeah. And uh, he had a couple balls yesterday that were beautiful. I will say so myself. And I like Joe Burrow a ton. But like as you say, and you've said this episode. Everybody gets paid. Everybody's the best of the best. Like, so CJ Stroud is coming for Burrow shit is all yeah. I'm saying. I'm super happy for CJ Stroud as someone who's uh, normally an avid anti-Ohio State quarterback. I watched this, this game. Yeah, I but I watched this game and the way I felt texting you about Deshaun Watson being bad, I had the exact antithesis watching CJ. I like I some of those throws. I was like, oh, he's him. He's here. He's him because he is so good. The way he reads the field, the way he processes. And then he just literally like they, you hear it all the time. Like, oh, with a flick of his wrist, but he literally will just like, boop. And it's like, zing. And you're like, Jesus Christ, man. Um, I think Houston has the brighter future. And that pains me to say as a Jacksonville Jags fan, because we're in the same division, but Houston is, playing very well they're ahead of schedule so i mean we talked about it when he first took the job but D'Amico ryan's is our guy like we love D'Amico ryan's and so i'm so happy for him everyone gave him shit about taking cj stroud because they didn't think he was the good better quarterback everyone gave him shit about taking will anderson because he's not a dog he's not athletic like a miles garrett or a, a nick bosa he's just like an above average defensive end and he has anchored that entire defense as a rookie he is the defensive captain so D'Amico ryan's knows how to pick him he did a great job with this team uh and i don't care what anybody says about the film thing i stroud's the guy 
Yeah. Like people are always like, oh, well, once they get more film on them, once they, well, we're halfway through the season. And guess what? Will Levis petered out after three weeks of film. After CJ one Stroud game, has been, really? <laughs> yeah. He had one great game, and then people were like, oh, we know how to stop him now. CJ Stroud has been doing, breaking every single rookie record for quarterback, and it, we're halfway through the fucking season, man. Yeah. Like, this guy's it. Um, so I take Stroud long term. Burrow's just, I don't think Burrow's the guy. I mean, let me rephrase that. If I had to pick Stroud or Burrow, I would pick Stroud over Burrow because I think Stroud is more so the guy than Burrow. Mm. That's what I also Stroud I mean. is younger and not just because he's a rookie. Burrow was in college for like four or five years, six, seven, five years. Six, yeah. Five, and also, years. I know this is going to sound <clears throat> asinine, but Stroud's bigger. Stroud's just built bigger. Yeah. I was about to say, I mean, you could you could point out to you could point to injuries with Burrow. You could point That's to what a I'm slow starts with Burrow. Yeah, um, there's a couple of things that I mean, and, you know, the further he gets in his career, the more professional he becomes, you know, some of that stuff could be cleaned up. Uh, I, don't, I don't think he's going to get appendectomy surgery again to start yeah. a season like that's a Yeah, and he's not going to like go looking for contact like he always does or exactly. did, but. Um, it's just Shroud, like I feel like he's already there. He's he he is playing uh, beyond his years. Um, I did yeah. want to point to one thing. And Brennan, I, I think you're gonna I think you're gonna like this one. Um, it wasn't Motor's fault. <laughs> it wasn't, wasn't Motor's fault. fault. It wasn't his fault, Brennan. It was <laughs> yep. never his fault. 150 if, yards. Hey, imagine that if you just give a good back the ball, they'll if you produce. Give more. a running back the ball and a couple guys block for him. He may have a successful day. It's not even the block. Like the Bills would give him like five carries a game. They after five carries they'll be like it's not working like what yeah it's not You're working like, we're gotta, out gotta keep at it he got thirty you carries buck fifty how many and a carries touchdown thirty carries that's what I'm talking about you like, give somebody the ball gotta feed the man the rock yeah that's how you protect your court that's how you protect your young quarterback as well you know Ezekiel Elliott said it best ah All right. feed me. One more round. All right, time for one more round where we will spend one minute each on uh, the games. First game we are going to do, I'm going to start us off, Joe, because we're talking about San Francisco at the Jacksonville Jaguars. Jag- Jaguars. Uh, I'm so in my head about that now. Uh, so San Francisco <laughs> puts it on us 34 to 3. Uh, the offense, it's the same thing I've been talking about. Uh, this These stupid, these stupid mistakes. Uh, Trevor Lawrence had two picks, not neither of which were uh, at a good time. Uh, we actually kind of hung around in this game. I think at halftime it was 17 to three. And I was like, all right, it was 10 to three. And I was like, okay, we're good. And then they scored. Halftime it was 13 three. Okay. So that was the thing. It was 10 three. And I was like, all right, we're still in this. And then they kicked a field goal. It was 13 three. And I was like, all right, here we go. We're, we're fine. We're fine. Um, and then things started falling apart. Uh, Trevor Lawrence threw a pick. Uh, Christian Kirk. We had five turnovers in this game. Uh, Christian Kirk fumbled in the red zone and literally oh. like at the like seven yard Did line. Did I text I like, you on that one? No, you didn't. Okay, I was, I was like, going to. And I was like, I was like, painful. oh, well, at least at least we're, we'll score. A couple of, uh, real quick, a couple of uh, silver linings. Trayvon Walker finally showed up. Uh, it's not going to say it on the stat sheet, but he gave Brock Purdy some real fucking problems. Uh, another thing, Brock Purdy, the debate is over. 
It's not Brock Purdy. It's his weapons. It's not. He triple. He threw into triple coverage, and Brandon Ayuk climbed a fucking ladder to get the ball. Like that should not have been a touchdown. The Debo Samuel thing shouldn't have been a touchdown. Like this is insane how they're doing this. Last thing, the George Kittle one was his though. This okay. George Kittle one, Devin Lloyd <laughs> just got beat, which is so funny that a much a ten year younger like super stacked linebacker. athletic linebacker got, got cooked by this 30 something year old tight end. It was, he um, cooked him, dude. The IU uh, one pissed me oh, off. Oh, I was furious. Because I'm like, that is, you, you guys That's just let him get throw. away with it. I was like, you let him get away with it. The he's best going part about left, the whole thing. He's throwing across his body. Three guys are there. If you just, instead of jumping right there, if you just backed up a little bit and then yep. jumps, like you get a clean interception. He could the best part, Kyle Shanahan after the game was like, "No, I'm still upset about that." Yeah, like that. You He's like, be. "I don't care that we won the game. Like that was a stupid. That throw. was dumb. I was like, that let was him know. So dumb. Um, but yeah, Trayvon Walker you're not finally gonna get came away. out. Sorry to say this, but you're not going to get away with that against good teams. Yeah. Well, I wouldn't say we're a bad team. <laughs> I mean, we have like the fourth best record in the NFL, but the records uh, records means nothing right now. Yeah, that's true. But we are playing a first place schedule. Uh, best part about the entire game: stop Christian McCaffrey's touchdown uh, record. That's good. Uh, and I am playing against Christian McCaffrey. Uh, in it would have been great if it was a week I was playing against him. So it was fantastic. All right, moving on. Uh, hold on, I, we never brought up uh, the. You you said you had a question about the AFC South. Oh yeah, I wanted to ask you, uh, as someone who uh, cheers for the Eagles, and Jalen Hurts is obviously younger than Dak and has a brighter future than Dak and a better team than Dak, but the the, the Cowboys are a good team. Yeah, I wanted to ask you, with the Texans being on the course and trajectory that they're on, as a fan, do you enjoy having another like powerhouse team in your division, or are you kind of like, man, why the fuck can't they play in someone else's <laughs> division? Uh, eh, it's it's twofold, I guess. Um. I like having them in my division because I like the possible the prospects of beating them and yeah. like putting them in their place. Um, but Dax, I mean, Dax's been pretty good against us for the most part. Um, but we have more playoff success. So uh, it, it, the other thing that is good about it for me, the thing I do like about it is I know I'm going to get a measuring stick within yeah. the division every year. Like, okay, there's this game that I can point to to say, okay, it, like in a year like last year where we had a weaker schedule because we were the second team in the division, not the first team like we are this year. So like last year, it's like, okay, the Dallas game is the measuring stick game to be like, who are we really? And I mean, because yeah, two years ago, that was the turnaround game where we played poorly. We were throwing the ball overly too much. And after that game is when um, Steichen and uh, Sirianni realized like, hey, we should we should run the ball. <laughs> I remember when that happened because we were talking about that year. They ran it like yeah. five times in that game. Because I don't know how I feel about it because it's one I'll thing to be like, oh, I wish all the teams in the division sucked so that way we could just get into the playoffs. But it's like, yeah. for what? Just to get bounced in the wild card round? Like, what's yeah. the point of that? Exactly. It's not, it's not like not college football where it's like, I want my division to be weak and you like Michigan right now. I'm getting fat off yeah. the bad teams and then I play one good team and then yeah, it's like, yeah. all right, now to the championship. Because I was like, I was so excited about like, oh, this will be the year that it's just, it's Jags, all Jags all the time, baby. And then the Texans are good. And I'm like, mother, God dang it. <laughs> well, the problem with the Jags also is 
you guys routinely lose a game to the Colts. You lose a game yeah. to the to the Texans, Texans whether they're good or bad. <laughs> yeah, like well, division the games too, are just, just tricky. At the yeah, end of the day. I mean, we saw yeah the Eagles even struggled with Washington. Yeah, I was about to say like, what is Washington happening here? So ridiculous. I hate them. <laughs> yeah, it's four it's, games it's, against them have been the most annoying things ever. It's and it's it's just one of those weird things where I was. It's it's literally these stupid turnovers. Like I have no. I know Trevor Lawrence is a very good quarterback, but I have no faith in him because he throws these picks. Now I know how Bills fans feel or (laughs) felt for those years where you're like, oh, Josh Allen's fantastic, but then he throws a pick in the end zone and you're like, what the hell are we doing here, man? That game was, uh, I was rooting for you guys, obviously. Eagles were on a bye. Another another game that maybe San Fran could lose to just laugh at them because, you know, it's funny, they've become I knew they weren't losing four straight, though, coming off a bye. In a way... In an effect, they have become rivals for Eagles fans because all that shit they talked after getting yeah. their doors blown off in the NFC Championship game. Oh, if Brock Purdy would have stayed healthy, we would have won the game. Oh, the Eagles are fake, fake winners. Da 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 da. So now Eagles, like Eagles Twitter, hates the 49ers. <laughs> I could imagine. Well, and it's also I wanted to compare this. Um, so obviously, other and than I'll, Brock Purdy, I'll, that team sorry, is pretty old. I'll, I'll say this. I thought you almost broke his arm the same way we did because I there was a pass. There was, was like, a pass where he was going. And Tra- that was Trayvon. Yeah, Trayvon was the in there. Exact same play. I saw that happen and I was like, "All right, we'll come back. He's out now." Um, <laughs> I did want to throw out real quick. Uh, the the Jags remind me a lot of a, an NBA team in the sense that. The bye week, I think, hurts them. I think time off hurts mm. them. They're always better in the second half. They're a very young team, so I think they have to like kind of keep going. Whereas other than Brock Purdy, that 49ers team is pretty old. Yeah. Like Trent yeah. Williams, Brandon Ayuk, uh, Debo Samuel. Like They've been in the league a while, so I think they benefit more from rest, whereas I think a younger team like the Jags, actually, the rest hurts them. I think yeah. time off hurts them. They need them. the routine. They need to like get into – they always play better in the second half. Like They need to get into that, like, okay, here we go. Well, here I we mean – that might be why, I mean, you guys took a, and this has just become a big game of the week, apparently. Um, that might be why you guys, you, I mean, this year you elected not to take the bye after coming from yeah, Europe. And you we did just two kept weeks rolling. in Europe, so um, got that bye afterwards, and then, you know, with a big game like this, and then afterwards, you know, you can start to turn that momentum and everything all over. Let me there. just say this, the last thing, and then I swear we're moving on. But the not, not getting the one seed, like, we lost this game pretty handily, but not getting the one seed in the AFC is going to be the best thing that happened to this Jacks team in the playoffs. Well, you, did you think you're going to get the one seed? I'm just saying, no, I'm saying like, this is all strategic. Dougie fresh is very strategic about these things. Oh, you're saying to avoid the body. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, exactly. That's why he only gave Travis ETN nine carries. He's like, tank, get oh, out that there. That really pissed me off. We can't, we can't have a bye week. By the way, one of those interceptions were on Tank. He just he fucking volleyballed that shit up. I was oh, so fun fact. Off. Tank also had that fumble Ruski thing in the Colts game. Like Tank is not a good. <laughs> I don't know why they play him. He's had a couple couple of misses. I, I know Travis was kind of banged up, but like stop with Tank. Stop. Yeah, put the Tank to bed. Uh, Moving next on. Game, New Orleans, Minnesota. Uh, New Orleans, Minnesota. Uh, Josh Dobbs does it again. God dang it. Um, he has five touchdowns uh, since getting to Minnesota. Uh, Zach Wilson has all of five touchdowns this season. Um, thought that was a fun stat. Uh, Derek Carr got hurt in this game, and you know it was bad when he left the game and they said, uh, it's either a shoulder or a concussion. 
what? <laughs> uh, can we figure out which one it is? Huh? Those are two drastically different things. Um, it could be both. It could be a combo platter of injuries. That was bizarre. Jameis came in and did Jameis things, two touchdowns, two interceptions. Um, that's what you're going to get out of him. Uh, and I mean, this, this, uh, TJ Hawkinson, by the way, what a warrior. Every time he caught the ball, I thought, this guy's out for the rest of the game. And he just yeah. went out for a Gatorade break and came right back in. Um, but I am, uh, I think, I think, I think Kevin Connell, Kevin O'Connell, almost Kevin wanted O'Connell, to call him yeah. Ken O'Con- Kevin Connolly, E from Entourage. Um, Kevin O'Connell deserves a lot of credit because when this team lost four games to start their season, we all had them dead in the water. Um, they finally won their game as their starting quarterback was getting hurt. And we thought this team's going to be dead in the water. They make a trade for, um, I, I don't think it was the first game. I think they had won, they won their second game, second or third game, uh, when Cousins got hurt and they made the trade for Dobbs, didn't plan on starting him. It's funny because right before that, I want to say me and you, the right before he gets traded, in that Arizona game, me and you were like, yo, this kid's good. Like he could be serviceable. He could be used somewhere on like a better team. Like this kid should not just be discarded by Arizona saying they're not going to start him anymore and bench him or whatever. And then he gets traded on deadline day and he boom, two wins just like that. Like he kind of has that it factor to a degree. Like he just gets in there and he makes the right plays more times than not. So yeah, Josh Dobbs, man. God, we shouted him out last week, and he's still doing it. And there was one thing I wanted to say. This is a little retroactive for the Houston game. I, I keep meaning to say this. The last two weeks, we've talked about C.J. Stroud. This is what I saw in that national championship game. Not national championship. In the semifinal game when I think they were playing Georgia, and they played Georgia tooth and nail, and that was the first time I had watched Ohio State all year, and that I think that was C.J. Stroud's best game. And I was just like, yo, this kid doing this to this defense that we all have pegged to win a national championship, this kid looks different, and now we're seeing that on the NFL stage. Yeah, absolutely. One more round. All right, the next game we're going to talk about will definitely only take one minute. Washington at Seattle. Uh, I actually... I remember watching this game, but now I can't remember very much from it. Uh, I remember at one point Washington was driving Sam Howell. Actually, uh, I haven't watched a lot of uh, Commanders games, but he's pretty good. You guys, okay. do, you guys, do you guys see this? This guy's pretty good. He's all right. Yeah, I thought it was weird. Uh, the Commanders gave up. Uh, so this was at Seattle, uh, 26-29. The Seahawks win it, obviously, with another walk-off field goal. We said there was five of them. Geno Smith throwing the ball 47 times. That's too many. Uh, Kenneth Walker, the run game could not get going. This commander's defense is playing pretty well without Montez Sweat and Chase. Yeah, I don't know what's going on anymore. It's a very... It's a very uh, Carolina Panthers from last year. Like, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. We trade McCaffrey. And now our running game is really good. <laughs> yeah. And then Chuba Hubbard comes out of nowhere. Uh, last thing I want to say, it's weird because the commanders aren't like a terrible team in the sense of like some of the terrible teams in the NFL on paper. But I didn't recognize anybody except Terry McLaurin as far as skill positions. <laughs> yeah, Watching I- this game, I was like, like there's some guys, obviously the names I would know. 
Curtis just Samuel. From following football. Yeah, but it's like one of those things where it's not like, you know, I could rattle off like 10 offensive players right now for the Ravens. But if you ask me the commanders. I'm a little like, biased uh, because I've seen them twice this year already. So yeah. I know a couple games. Yeah, it's different for you because you're, they're in your <laughs> I'm about to say Brian Robinson, Antonio Gibson. <laughs> yeah, I That's all I got. That's all I got. Yeah. Oh, and then um, the tight end What's dude. his name? Yeah, I was a yeah. good old tight end, former Logan quarterback Thomas. from. Yeah, there we go. I was a former quarterback from Virginia Tech. All right, last one. All right, last one. I'm only going to do 30 seconds on this. <laughs> one more round. And I'm going to play the sounder, so 25 seconds on this. Atlanta sucks. Yep. Atlanta sucks. Uh, Arthur Smith should be fired. He should real, never real allow to be a head coach ever again. Um, he should go work for his dad's company. Uh, have you heard of it? It's FedEx. Um, so yeah, Arthur Smith, get out of my life, get out of my fantasy situation. Give Bijan the goddamn. Po- yes, give Bijan the free Bijan. It's like he got him in a freaking phone booth and won't let him out. So You're a real, real problem. <laughs> That's my favorite <laughs> gift of all time. All right, moving on. We are done with the football portion. Well, excuse me. We're done with the NFL professional portion. Thank you. Of football. We're moving on to the NCAA. So first thing we're going to go through is all the major upsets of this week in the NCAA week 11. Joe, any crazy upsets that you saw? I'm uh, looking through it now. I don't had see had a couple any. crazy upsets. Um, this is a small upset, but the score was huge. Uh, 14 Mizzou playing 13 Tennessee, 36 to seven. Put it on them. Put it on them. Oh, I see. I see the biggest Um, upset of the week. And then the biggest upset of the week has to be, uh, that little pesky school in, uh, Orlando, Florida. Um, I think they have the largest, uh, the largest enrollment or something like that in the country. Um, UCF stands for under construction forever. Yeah, UCF 45 to 3 against Oklahoma State. Uh, Oklahoma State coming off of the the Bedlam win the uh, over win, Oklahoma. Yeah. So, um yes, it, it, if I if I if I remember correctly, Brennan, when we were doing who's up, who's down, who's in, who's out. Oklahoma State went from unranked yep to ranked 15th just based on that Bedlam win. And uh, now we know why they were unranked because they're not that good a dang team. Um, yeah. Oklahoma at the time was ranked like eighth or sixth. Yeah, something they? high. So yeah. they gave them a lot of points for that. Um, also, and the Texas last Tech one, beat Kansas. Texas Tech beat Kansas 16-13. Apparently, Kansas uh, missed their late field goal. Texas Tech late field goal. But about, mm, getting it wrong. Can't remember how that went. Uh, Colorado loses a heartbreaker. Miami, Miami, got nothing to say there. Uh, yeah. North Carolina edges out uh, Duke in over t- in double overtime. Um, Tyler Van Dyke, man, uh, it's time to put you to bed. It you gotta go. You uh, you gotta go. <laughs> I got nothing else for you. Uh, he did the purdy. Um, he he had been having issues with uh, interceptions and whatnot. And uh, he did the purdy. He the last play of the game. He's rolling out to his right. He has Xavier Restrepo right in front of him, but for some reason, tries to throw it to the middle of the field, completely across his body, 
and throws a game-ending interception right then and there. And that's why he was sat going into this game. Emery Williams played, but on the potential game-winning drive, uh, stretching out for a first down on a fourth down run, Emery Williams uh, pretty, I mean, they didn't show. Emery Williams, fucking freshman, 6'5", 220. True freshman, yeah. Um, Looked good. Didn't play great, but looked good. Uh, Had a couple passes that were amazing. Um, but yeah, no, he like hyperextended his arm and like his arm got fucked up. Um, so yeah, that was, that was unfortunate. He's going to be done for the year and, uh, hopefully he's ready by spring and beyond because he has a bright future ahead of him. But, uh, yeah, he's still young. He's still green, wet behind the ear. He's going to, he needs more time. We should have been playing him since we started him in that Clemson game. I don't know what we went back to, to Tyler Van Dyke. We had, he won a game. You should have just kept rolling with him. But Van Dyke was only out for an injury that game anyways. But, Brendan, it's I-4. Who's up? Who's down? Who's in? Who's up? Everyone's favorite game of the year. Who's up? Who's down? Who's in? Who's out? Joe, who's up? Who's down? Who's up? Who's down? Oh, you switched it. Yes. Who's, you go? who's in? Who's out? Joe, who's in? Who's out? Thank you. I wasn't prepared for that. Uh, who's out? Only one team is out somehow. Oklahoma survived? What happened here? Oklahoma State, where are they at? Oh, well, I guess we'll get to that in the next segment. Oh, wow. Wow. Unbelievable. <laughs> I'm shocked. Only one team out, and Who's it's out? Kansas. Kansas losing that uh, nail buyer to Texas Tech. They're out, and they're replaced by Kansas State. Kansas State went from unranked to now number 23. That Big 12 just all moving around. Whole bunch of shit soup. I don't know if it's because I grew up in Florida or because I grew up in SEC country or the South or what it is. Mm-hmm. I just said the same thing three different ways. But so many different ways. I don't understand these schools like Which Kansas is- and oh. Kansas State and like Middle Ten. Like well, I think Kansas schools- usually stinks. They've only been but good recently. Like it's so weird. A lot of the like there's certain schools, Stanford, Duke, where they have the academic background, mm-hmm. North Carolina, and you're like, okay, that makes sense. But like some and like the powerhouses, obviously Michigan, Ohio State, blah blah blah. Yeah. But like some of these random D one schools, I'm like, why, why, why would you anyone ever go there for any reason? Brendan, people people are born in different places. <laughs> Ugh, <so laughs> stupid. Your family you're went to, to get a D one scholarship. I'd rather go to FAU or FIU than go to Kansas. But Ugh. but they might be from Kansas, is what I'm saying. Well, then they're not good football players. Just because they're born in Kansas? I mean, yes. I mean, I'm Joe, I, football I players don't come dis- from three states. I don't disagree with you, but I'm just saying they're there, so they're going to go there. Yeah, I guess. That's like saying freaking, uh, uh, what's the school in Florida? You know, if you're not St. Thomas, Aquinas, or IMG, or Northwestern yeah. in Miami, don't play football, Orange Park. Orange Park, Deep Pole. But yeah, I get what you're saying. Spruce just, Creek, don't play football. Hey, Matanzas, whoa. don't play football. FPC, don't play football. Hey, Mainland won a state championship. Mainland, very uh, good. Leonard Williams with the Mainland. Yep. I, I just, I don't know. It's just weird, some of these schools where they're like in the yeah, top really, 25. And you're really like, defensive how? Wow. Your, your home state there. Your just because I don't like, you're like, oh, guess who's out of the top 25? Kansas. And they're replaced by Kansas State. It's like, who? Really? Look, Brennan, universities all over the place. They got to fill 
They got to They got to They got put butts. I don't know if you know this, but college is a big business. A big business. Brendan James Madison. Speaking of who's up, who's down. James Madison is ranked 18th. I don't even know where it is. I'm assuming it's somewhere in Virginia. I'm I'm assuming it's somewhere in Virginia. (laughs) I'm super stoked for James Madison uh, because I thought because of the postseason ban, they wouldn't be able to be ranked. But the fact that they're ranked is super. I think they're also like trying to. Do some type of stuff where they can play in the bowl. They're they're trying to go to court or something or other. Oh, I don't agree with that. I'm I'm with Tony and Mike on this one where it's like you knew what the band was, like just deal with it. The problem with that is it shows your cards. You're basically saying we don't know if we're gonna have another season like this, so we need to get it now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like what have a little confidence in yourself. No. <laughs> College football is a grift and they're trying to grift the grift. It's a total grift. And I was going to say, you go to a bowl, you know how much money you get, you get all that exposure. You, it's yes, like, very aware of how much like money you get. UFC I played in two bowl games. Did it. It's like, <laughs> it's like VCU making it to the final four. Like they've then become a staple in the NCAA playoff, uh, NCAA March Madness tournament and everything. Like, the exposure is going. I know to FAU. I'm so nervous because we've only played one game so far, and our next game is until tomorrow, which is so weird to play mm-hmm. basketball twice in like two and a half weeks. Yeah, college but is weird. I know, but I'm like, especially in the beginning. I'm just waiting for that first loss. <laughs> I'm like, I know it's coming. Well, I mean, it, yeah, we have a good fine. team, and we brought everybody back. But I'm but, still just like, yeah, anybody who wasn't a senior, you brought back. I think we had one senior on the team. We did. Yeah. So, um, but all right, all right, who's up? Who's, Rest who's up? Who's down? Uh, who's up? I'm gonna go with who's down. Penn State down three points after losing to Michigan State in one of the, after losing to Michigan in one of the worst games I've ever seen. Uh, Ole Miss is down three three spots after losing to Georgia. Um, that's twelve and thirteen respectively. Utah down three spots. Can't remember who they lost to, but sixteen now. Question, Brennan: Has Cam Rising played a game yet? Has he has he taken a snap this I season? I don't I, think I, so. I, I don't know. <laughs> uh, Oklahoma State down nine spots from fifteen to twenty four. Uh, Tennessee down seven spots down to twenty one. Uh, that is it for who's up. Who's that is up. That is it for who's down. Jesus Christ. Now for who's up. Uh, North Carolina up two spots after that went over Duke. Notre Dame up two spots to twenty. Uh, Arizona up four spots to 19. James Madison at 18, like we said, up three spots. Uh, Tulane, the leaders in Green Wave, uh, they had a close game against Tulsa, uh, where they're up three spots to 17. LSU jumps up to 15. Oklahoma jumps up to 14. Mizzou up five spots, your biggest jump this week, up to 11 after that win over Tennessee. And uh, Oregon State and Louisville go up two spots to uh, 10 and 9, respectively. Um, 10 for Oregon, 9 for Louisville. Uh, your top five, top six is, I mean, your top eight's unchanged. So Georgia, Michigan, Ohio State, Florida State, Washington, Oregon, Texas, Alabama. Uh, and just so you folks know, we go off the AP here. We're yes, AP AP people. only. All right. None of that, none of that committee nonsense. How the fuck are you going to put Ohio State number one? It's fucking Ugh. stupid. Georgia hasn't lost a game. Until Georgia loses a game, they should stay number one. Fucking champs until they're, they're the champs until they ain't the champs no more. Exactly. All, All right. right. Time for week three NBA recap. Um, Joe, 
Lots of stuff going on in the world of the National Basketball Association. A couple of things I want to point out. Um, Memphis. Give it us two minutes. Go. All right. Uh, Memphis. Uh, what happened? Uh, last year when. Is a gun-toting. Uh, no, but last year, remember when Ja was out for the injuries yeah, and stuff, sure. they were winning games. And then they got Marcus Smart, who I drafted in uh, basketball He's, fantasy because I was like, oh, he'll be good. They're two and eight. They're at the bottom of the barrel in the West. um, You know who they did beat, though? Who? The Los Angeles Clippers, who have lost four straight since acquiring James Harden. That is a non-serious team right there. Yeah, I don't think the Clippers are going to even make the playoffs. Uh, Boston Celtics are playing really well. Surprise, out of nowhere, on the flip side of that token that you were just talking about, the Philadelphia 76ers are number one in the East, yeah. uh, eight and one. And since trading away James Harden, I mean, they're on a six game winning streak. So it was even before they traded away James yeah. Harden. <laughs> uh, they're playing very, very well. They are playing very well. They have the MVP on their team right now. Tyreek Maxey has uh, had the world <laughs> open up to him now that James Harden is gone. He had a 50 point game in tribute to Kelly Oubre Jr. yesterday. Um, the Miami Heat, they, they started a bit slow. They've won uh, five straight now. They're number three in the East. Uh, the Denver Nuggets took a bad loss yesterday to uh, the Houston yep. Rockets. But uh, Jamal, Murray, Jamal Murray, eh, it's a three-point loss, but shouldn't be losing to them. Uh, Jamal Murray's also hurt, though. He's going to probably miss the rest of this month. Uh, I believe it was a hamstring uh, situation. That's a precaution. Um, the whole month is a yeah, precaution, it's a precaution, right? Okay, that's what I that, that's what I'm assuming probably. Because when I saw the time he was out, it was like four to six weeks, and I was like, "For wait, what?" Yeah. Um, I think they're going to be precautionary about all injuries this season and try to be as healthy as they can going into the postseason. Uh, Minnesota looks very good. Minnesota looks very good. They beat up on uh, Golden State yesterday, uh, and they're third in the East right now. Houston. No, all the clowning that we did on them, they're yeah. sitting pretty at they're number four. Well. Uh, you also know who's playing really well. And they have like You're, the best defense, like one of the best defenses. Uh, which nobody saw. I mean, a lot of people were saying because of, uh, God damn, I just Dylan blanked Brooks. on the name. No, eight concussions. Uh, oh, coach. Eight concussions? No, I've Ime had eight concussions. Ime Adoku. yeah. Uh, we just said it really three turned- different ways. I said it two different ways. You said it one different way. He really turned that team around. And a lot of people- the vowel at the end every time. <laughs> E-A-U. Uh, he's a great coach. We knew he was a great coach with the Boston thing. If he could, yeah. uh, you know, whatever, whatever. But, like, still, he's a fantastic coach. I want to say uh, another team rolling right now, the Wagner brothers and uh, Powell Bancaro. Wagner brothers, yeah. Yeah, the Wagner brothers. Uh, yeah, say it the right way, Breno. Sorry, we uh, <laughs> me saying it the right way sounds a lot different than you saying it the right way. Uh, blew up the Milwaukee Bucks. Yeah, I was you guys uh, on this trip. You beat what, the Lakers. You beat the Lakers, the Clippers, and the Bucks. I want to say lost to the Lakers barely by three ah, points. Okay. Beat. Uh, Beat but the we beat, uh, let's see, we beat, oh, I'm sorry, we beat the Lakers. We lost to the Lakers earlier in the season. Beat the Lakers, uh, beat the Bucks, beat the Jazz. Lost to the Clippers, though. Ugh, gross. The and then we lost to the Hawks and the Mavs. Hawks and the Mavs, yeah. Lost to the Hawks by one point, which is stupid. That was insane. <clears throat> All right. But um, Moving the on. last thing I would say oh, is uh, Phoenix Sun currently ninth seed. Um, and you want to know how many games their big their new big three have played together? Zero. Goose egg, baby. Killed my punchline. 
Sorry. You'd be surprised how quick. And- quick, Mamie hits. Quick hit. <laughs> All right, quick hits. All right, hey, you, be a super you quick think one. a $250 million team would uh, have a better record? Uh, I think. Quick hits. Uh, only one thing to talk about in the quick hits this week. Fulham losing to Fulham. Astro Villa. Took a bit, good pronunciation there, buddy. Thank you. Um, took Lost a big L. Huge uh, L. You turned it off. I did turn it off. You I texted was, me. I was, I was like, I'm not watching this anymore. Disgusted. <laughs> um, yeah, we, I mean, the game started. Uh, we got saved. There was, there should have been, there was going to be a handball penalty uh, in the box that was given, but VAR realized that it hit the player in his face, not the arm at all. So we got saved there. Then we gave up the first goal. Then we gave up the second goal. <laughs> then we gave, then up, the we gave up the third goal. goal. And I was just like, ah, I'm out of here. And then Brennan texted me and said, wow, 3-1. And I was like, whoa, when did we get the one? I Raul finally didn't get looked it back. the 73rd minute. I finally looked back. And the man who was without a goal for 33 Premier League games finally got one in. So that is one good takeaway. That he's on the score sheet. Maybe this, you know, quells uh, the anxiety he was having while playing and, you know, trying to force the issue maybe or not forcing the issue because he didn't have confidence in himself. Uh, Raul Jimenez is the player I'm talking about, um, the Mexican national. Uh, yeah, he was like a top dog for the Mexican national team and yeah. then just went cold. He he like ice cold. He had an injury. I think I mentioned it before. He had an injury where he ran into the pole a couple of years ago uh, while playing for Wolves, and since coming back, he hasn't scored since March of last year. Um, so yeah, which is crazy because he was like their striker on their team. Yeah, yeah, he he was there for the Mexican national team. Yeah, no, I, I I'm saying <laughs> so. <laughs> That's, yeah, I know. We're like when like they money. went on international break earlier this year, he had three goals in a game. <laughs> he had yeah. an trick. so. Uh, he just couldn't do it in the Premier League. So now that he has one again, um, hopefully this is uh, some good off. fortune. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I mean, and, and, and man, we've got to get the stench off of us. So the international break could not come at a better time here. Yeah, uh, I know. All for two weeks, come back with a game against, funny enough, his former club, Wolves, on the 27th. Uh, and then we enter December, and December is a jam-packed month, and we're going to have our game against Everton in the Carabao Cup. So, uh, season not as, uh, because of last year, the funny thing is, I think before this game, I think before this game and the Tottenham game, after 12 games, we were at the same spot we were last year, but last year... It felt so joyous because the last two times we have been in the Premier League, we have fallen. So now this one, it's like we were supposed to get better, not stay the same. So now we're yeah. like ungrateful. I was, oh man, I was so <laughs> mad. Like I know I'm super ungrateful, but um, but I know the thing is I know this team can play better. They're not playing. Uh, they just haven't figured out what to do with the 10. Um, I mean, between Rao... Vinicius and then Rodrigo Muniz. I mean, he was having a good game against Tottenham and then, or against Man U, and then he got hurt. And man, that's got, it's just, you know, it's going to be interesting. I mean, we still think Zhao Polina, the fans still think Zhao is going to leave at the January deadline and go to Bayern Munich um, as he wanted to at the previous deadline. But you know, shenanigans and, you know, what have you happened there and he didn't go. 
Um, but yeah, no, Tony, Tony has to hunker down and he has to get some guys in that are really going to yeah. contribute to this team. I mean, and we got some guys coming back from injury. Kenny Tete hasn't played in, I don't know, God knows how long. Um, and he's one of our best players. So that would change a lot, but yeah. Uh, we're, we're looking up, we're looking up moving forward. We gotta, we gotta be, stay positive. Cause stay this, looking in the right direction. I know it's just last year. We were so much better. It just felt so much better. I know. And we lost our key guy. I mean, you talked about it. All right. Press conference. And we'll bring you the press conference in its entirety. I'm going to ask you a very, very random question right now. It means nothing to the listeners. Uh, What is your time code at? Uh, One hour and 23 seconds. uh, Okay, that's good because I started before. All right. I've been fearful since I like I hit the original sound mid. Uh, oh, yeah. So. God, that would have sucked. Um, All right. Uh, Joe, where can everybody find you? You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Joe Dorval. You can find this show Twitter and Instagram at Hearing Press. Uh, you can check out all the other shows on the network at Anulo.co. Uh, that's Who Does a Pod. We're doing the Phantom of the Opera this week. We did theater camp last week. Um, and A New Low, which very good show. And I have a very uh, good story I plan on telling this week. Uh, about my travels um so yeah that is those go to joedorval.com check out all the music and uh my wares so brennan where can we find you at brennan t comedy on all social media brennan t comedy.com the one man show uh x drinking buddy will be coming out on youtube in january also check out my other podcast brennan tassif is your x drinking buddy um I have guests on and we talk about their best and worst drinking, drug, partying, and getting in trouble stories. Joe's been on a few times. I've got another um, artist, musical artist uh, coming up next week and then a couple weeks after that. I get a lot of musicians on lately. Uh, So, yeah, check it out. Uh, Ex-Drinking Buddy podcast uh, on all streaming platforms. BrennanTComedy.com. A bunch of dates in New York. Uh, I'll be at Broadway Comedy Club uh, next uh, 22nd. I'll be there the 6th, the 9th. I'm everywhere. Come check me out. Yeah, that's it. All right. All right. Get me out of here so I can listen back to my audio so I don't have to. So I'll tell you whether or not. I know. I got to jump re-record. back on the subway and go back down to the stand. <laughs> so that's why we play the game. Hello. Hello. Shout out DJ Hayden, former Jag. You shout out Kelly Bray Jr. Get, get well soon.